What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Mongols Podcast, sponsored by Roughneck Scarves. I'm Mike. With me is Kevin Josh. We're going to talk all about the Steel Army AGM, the Hounds preseason games this week, and Tony Wallace is going to be dropping by to introduce himself to the River Hounds faithful. Let's go! Everything was falling into place. Funkyazio cuts inside with this Ron Bellardi. Oh, still So guys, we got a ton to talk about in this episode, and I want to get right into it before we bring Tony in. Um, we've had two more preseason games since we last talked, both against college teams. Both are draws. We uh, played this past Wednesday. We got a 1-1 draw against Pitt with Lucas Fernandez. Got the goal in the 29th minute after Pitt had scored off a corner kick header in the 14th minute. And then, I guess it was Saturday, yeah, uh, we drew 2-2 against Akron where the legend Mark Forrest and Danny Griffin both had goals. Uh, we went up 2-0, but th- we let in two goals so that Akron can come back and draw it in the 60th and 65th. Um, I, like, <laughs> this is, like, okay. I feel like we've been in similar situations to this pretty much every preseason that Bob has been here, and it doesn't make it any easier. You know, we're, we're sort of looking ahead. We've got... Our first game against a USL championship team this Wednesday as a preseason game. And then we're playing Columbus Crew on Monday. Are either of you nervous that we're still getting draws against college teams at this point in the game? Josh, how, how are you feeling about just sort of how things are shaking out? Yeah, I mean, it's it's not a good look. But at the same time, I feel like they're still tinkering with the team. I mean, Bob's putting in and taking out players left and right. He's, you know, trying different lineups. He's trying different combinations of players. Um, we're still testing out the trialists. So we have to put those guys in to make sure that they're, you know, if they're capable of being on the team or not. So it, it's not like we're seeing the team playing a hundred percent or even trying to play a, a real legit match. I do think the last couple of preseason games are going to be that. He's going to be more like, hey, this is a real game. We're not going to put in, you know, a whole bunch of people to see how they do. We're going to actually try to play the real game. Um, so that that will be more indicative. Uh, I, I do think from Bob's comments, though, what he said uh, to different reporters and everything like that, that it sounds like he isn't satisfied with it, where the team's at. So that's concerning to me. That the fact that he's saying that it's there, there's a lot of work to still be done. That he doesn't feel like they're the, where they should be. So that that's what concerns me. But the results on the field, that doesn't concern me at all because that is you know whatever. Pretty much these teams are just being there, or these games are just to kind of test out new players. So we shouldn't look at the results and be too concerned. I mean, I almost feel like they're they're drawing college teams so if bob was like yeah i thought we played pretty good like i'd be a little bit more concerned too but true true kev what are how how are you feeling at this point what's your gut instinct here i mean it's it's a bit not unusual but the fact that bob comes out and says that he's he's not you know satisfied with with where they're at he expects them to be further along in the progress part of me i i kind of want to put a bit of that well, I mean, it sounds weird to say. I want to say part of me wants to put that blame back on him. I mean, it's obviously, it's it's his role to prepare these players um, for a season. But I think also on top of it, you know, he's talked about it when we had him on the show. 
I, I get the impression he's still going to be looking to fill out his squad with more than one signing after the season already started. So in a way right there that kind of suggests that like preseason is this kind of overlapping thing with the start of the regular season almost every year with, with Bob. And, and so the kind of, you know, he's conditioned us, I think, and his players and the squad and the team, everyone in the back room that, you know, the season doesn't really get going until five games in. Now, I mean, you can leave that up for debate whether or not that's good enough. You, obviously, I mean, the pros of it is potentially by waiting around, you can get players that you wouldn't get if you pulled, you know, pulled the trigger too early. We've talked about it before with like the likes of Robbie Mertz and everything. But I think, I mean, just from those comments right there, there's a mentality for me at least that from his perspective, I mean, the team, the squad isn't, isn't solidified from signings alone at least until a few games into the season which is just like okay well so I don't know I I, I think he has to walk that line um obviously you can turn around and say well that's no excuse for the players that he currently has to to be underperforming but I don't know there's just kind of like this theme I think at least for me as a fan that's put out there that look he's not even ready to establish a squad until a few games into the regular season and it's also kind of hard to figure out if this is just Bob being Bob, where he is very super negative about things when things are going okay. It, it seems like anytime you look at uh, the the post match press releases that he does, um, if we win, he's super critical. If we lose, he he usually has some positive things to say. It's weird. It's like the opposite of what you would expect the coach to say uh, on these press conferences. So I'm wondering, like, part of me is kind of like, you know, the boy who cried wolf. It's like, okay, Bob's saying that, but is that really what's going on? Or is he just being hypercritical because he feels like he can be since the team isn't doing terrible or that he does feel comfortable about it? It's like a weird reverse psychology thing. <laughs> yeah. It almost makes me wonder if, you know, like I said, we've seen this the past few seasons and talking to Bob, he mentioned the importance of sort of hitting your stride at the right moment. And I don't want to say like you want to throw away points at the beginning of the season. I don't think any team is going to throw away points at the beginning of the season, especially not a Bob Lilly team is going to throw away points. But it almost makes it feel like the first 10, 15 games are just not nearly as important to him as getting that next 15, 20 games right. Like you, you take that time to make sure that your players are playing exactly how you want. And if you get a few draws or whatever, just as long as you don't put yourself in a situation where you're in a massive hole, then you'll be all right. And I mean, we've seen this time and time again from him. I mean, he's sort of proven that what he, his, his theory works at least in that regard. I know, but it really sucks because our first home game is going to be against Louie. Mm-hmm. And that's our chance to kind of like, you know, show some gusto to kind of get that revenge almost for knocking us out of the playoffs. Like, you know what I mean? Like, this is a game that means a lot to a lot of people. This is a rivalry match if there is one for the Riverhounds. And for us not to be at full, you know, strength and for that home opener to be a game that usually sells pretty well so we have a huge crowd of a whole bunch of people who aren't usually at games and a chance to make a difference and a chance to kind of make a first impression for a lot of these play or a lot of these fans for it not to be a game that we are likely to win because we start slow sucks and i don't want that to happen i want to see us win that first game and i think we can it's just you know i'm not feeling as confident as i would be uh if it was a game that was in the middle of the season yeah, no, that's a really good point. It's almost like you know the even the U.S. Open Cup, where I think we've all been like, oh, we got we got to take this like super seriously. And I think 
not that Bob is single-minded, but his focus is at the end of the season, we're going to be the top team. Like, that's what we're doing. I don't, anything else doesn't really matter. Would it be nice? Sure. But, like, whereas I think, you know, some of us want to have our cake and eat it too. And rightfully so. I mean, we've sort of been with this team for a while. And so to, you know, expect to have a competitive team against Louisville in the home opener totally makes sense. So... It sounds like, you know, maybe we're not, like, worried, worried, but we also, you know, wouldn't hate to be dropping some 7 nothing wins against <laughs> some of these college teams. So, yeah. yeah. I'm not worried for the whole season. I'm just worried for the beginning of the season. Yeah, yeah, and, and like, almost as kind of an added, uh, I don't know, prep, preparation step, I would almost want him to start. It, it seems like he's, he's kind of doing this. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I want to start seeing – for what we have two more preseason games i, I want to see three more preseason games um, i want to see an established starting 11 play the first half of each one of those uh first three preseason games um i understand that it's maybe not ideal i mean managers have to go through this a lot on on higher levels where you know you have i don't know um you're starting a season and someone's starting and they're still playing in another international tournament or they're injured or whatever, and you know they're not going to be back full strength for like four weeks in. So you kind of prepare with this kind of, not not your strongest 11, not your starting 11, but you get them tuned up and, and, and playing well together just to get to a certain period. Like I wonder if, I don't know, maybe we can do this on next week's show. We can look at the at a stretch of games at the beginning of the season and just look at them almost as a block of games and say, okay, we just need to get through this and then we can start integrating players that are going to be there. And um, so I, I, and I think he can do that. He has enough senior players or turning players coming back um, to, to have a team that kind of knows how to play together. I mean, just in the midfield alone with, with Forbes, Mertz and Velarde, um, you know, Dover and James are going to be there, you know, to Santa. So you, you, you're already kind of forming a pretty good 11 that's that's played together. And so I just I want to see him kind of say, all right, look, Louisville is a big game. Everything that Josh mentioned is, is extremely valid. And I, I just want to make sure as much as we can in a Lily team, we're hitting the ground running. Yeah, it's just hard because like we have players who are still on tryout who are getting a majority of these minutes. So I think last game, looking at the breakdown, um, nine players uh, who had a lot of minutes in that game were trialists. They weren't signed. So, I mean, it's one of those things where we're still kind of, you know, using these these games to try out all these people who are not actually on the team. So it's it's really hard to kind of gauge where we're at or what to expect. I mean, do you guys think 45 minutes is enough to, to, to kind of run these guys through their paces? I'm, I, I do. Like, for, I'm saying, like, if you give, if you say, all right, look, I feel pretty confident about this, this 11. I know they're going to be around. Let's play them for the first half and then the second half. Let's put trialists out. I mean, that combined with training I, I mean, come on, that has to be enough, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but there, there's also the fact that he wants to test these guys against players who they're going to be playing with. So you don't get all the trialists in one half and all the starters in the second half. You get a mix of both because you want to see how they work off of each other. So it's one of those things where yeah. you, it's it's so hard to kind of like gauge these preseason games and kind of figure out what the season's going to look like. It's It's pretty much impossible at this point. Yeah. Yeah. We're talking about trialists. Kev, I mean, we brought in five, one, two, five more trialists this week. 
like brand yeah. new like hadn't seen them before so like it's just gonna keep going and i totally get you know the fact that okay we're playing loudon i think on wednesday and columbus on monday and then i think the following weekend we got tfc2 and that wraps up everybody else is starting next weekend so you would kind of hope that like you want to kind of test to see where you are against some of these teams and not be like plugging in guys who just sort of showed up this week but again we're not bob lily i just it's yeah um so I don't know. I think as fans, it can be very frustrating where, where Bob just sort of sit back, sort of sits back and just says, you know, eh, just just wait. Like, we got this. So I mean, yeah, the way this is all setting up, it's almost impossible for us to sit here on a podcast and say, like, no, yeah, we're really confident going into the season. It's, it's <laughs> nearly impossible to say that because of, yeah, the way that we're bringing in trialists when we are. And, and yeah, it's just it's, it's discomforting. The only thing that kind of makes me have pause and kind of like actually makes me feel okay is this is how it was last season. Right. This was how it was this season. You know what I mean? Like this is what Bob does. This yeah. is yeah. not exactly like, oh my gosh, he's running around with his you know hair on fire and this is this is all going to go to hell. No, this is what he does. And he usually ends up, well, he always ends up in the playoffs and he always ends up, you know, surprising everyone. So I'm having a hard time being concerned, but I can't understand why people are concerned. I, you know, we also need to mention that last season there was a small stretch where there were some Lily out comments. So, like, I think it's just it's just one of those <laughs> things where if you're a Riverhounds fan, just be prepared to not, you know, be thrilled for an entire season. I feel like come the end of the season, it's great. Like our season doesn't really start until like June, and then it's like all right, cool. Like yeah, yes. let's let's yeah. let's uh, let's do this. So, yeah. Uh, can we start the has the league passed Lily by? No, uh, no commentary no, yet. No, no. Is that well, is that so happening look, yet? It's it's, <laughs> it's it's not even it's not even about the Lily out thing. But you can make an argument saying that like yeah we finished first in the East, but we need we needed to go on a run at the end of the season. Like it wouldn't have been the worst thing to say to kind of you know spend most of the season on top feeling superior you know what there was we were like at least a third of the way through the season and we were on the borderline of getting in the playoffs and you know we were looking at a team that was quite average at that point um so it's it's just you know if (laughs) it's i don't know like leaving leaving it late is always just you, you don't want to why why would you want to right why not just go on you know start strong you're just you're giving yourself more work to do i think in the end and that's the only slight worry um maybe maybe one time when bob reaches down in his magic hat he's, he can't pull out the bunny in time you know like I, we all think he will and hope he will but you know it's yeah yeah speaking of uh well i guess that's not really been really a good segue talk a little bit about the try lists um kev i don't know if you saw the hounds dropped four players this week including uh, Joe Bell, who's no longer with the team. <laughs> this is where you, the, you, you cue the uh, sad trombone. Yeah. Um, and also Okonkwo is no longer with the team after sort of showing flashes of goal-scoring prowess. So, as I mentioned, we brought in five more players, which we'll learn a little bit about them, I'm guessing, over the next week. Interesting thing, only five players have been with the club for all four weeks. They've made it through all four weeks. So, at that point, you sort of think, oh, you know, it's hard to imagine that they won't get signed, but I'm sure, you know, they may not. Um, There's Dakota, uh, 
Barnathan. I, I always trip over that. He's six foot two defenseman from Ottawa Fury. We have Albert Dickwa, who's 5'11 forward from St. Louis. I talked to our buddy Phil Grooms in St. Louis to get sort of a, a the scoop on Dickwa, and he said he is all athlete. He has really good hold-up play, but he said he can not finish. At least that was the case for St. Louis. But he said he's incredibly good at clearing the space behind him for shots, and he thinks he was massive in their MLS Open Cup victories, but you have to sort of take the good with the bad. But aside from all that, he said he is a great guy. Um, you know, Phil has talked to him, and he said he's really rooting for him here in Pittsburgh. So we'll see if Dickwa, or, or Dickwa gets signed. Um, Josh, your guy, Mario Mastrangelo, 5'11", midfielder from St. Francis College, still with the squad. Skyler Thomas, six foot four defenseman, who we've talked about sort of ad nauseum here. And then uh, Danny Bittiello, uh, the six foot two keeper from Nashville SC, is still with us after four weeks. And there's obviously other players that have signed that are still with us. I mentioned Thomas Gomez, a couple other people. But uh, those are the guys who have been with us uh, for all four weeks thus far. So one interesting thing is, well, actually two. One, uh, Dikwa has not played a single game. I don't know what that's about. Mm. He's been a trialist, but he has had zero minutes uh, at any of these pre preseason games. So what the hell? Um, <laughs> the other thing is to keep in mind is as much as I like Mario, he is going down in minutes every single game. Mm. It, he started out playing a whole 45, then it was like 28, 25, 24, 21 minutes. So it's it's so weird to kind of see his his playing time shrinking and shrinking and shrinking. Uh, the opposite is true, though, of uh, Skyler. Skyler looks like he's staying strong at like 45 minutes to 90 minutes every single game. So I feel like that one's pretty confident that that's probably going to be a signing. Uh, everyone else, though, mm, who knows? Yeah, it definitely feels like Skyler is probably a done deal you know if you're keeping track at home in terms of the the picks that we've made over the past few weeks shoes had skyler um josh you had mario kevin you had joe bell who gone i had thomas gomez who's still here and last week steve picked jerry wilshire who made it through for the second week um so he signed with the team or no i'm sorry he signed with or he came in as a trials in week two and he's been with us through week three and he's now with us in week four so he's another six foot four, hundred eighty seven nice. pound guy from from London, England, um, defenseman. So another big body uh, that sort of fits in there on the back line. Guys, obviously we got a lot of trialists that we're talking about. We also got players that we've signed um, that uh, that are new to the city, just like our our upcoming guest here, Tony Walls. Let's bring Tony in. Tony, welcome to Pittsburgh and welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, and you know. Obviously, you're familiar with Bob Lilly, and, and this is a bit of reunion, you know, coming back to play for him. Was this a case of him coming after you to come play for the Hounds, or did you go after him? I'm, I'm not sure what your relationship was like in Rochester. Um, we had a pretty good relationship in Rochester. Uh, we had some success. Um, yeah, I mean, if Bob doesn't want to play, he's not going to bring him in. So, I mean... We're, we we kind of always have been keeping in touch throughout the years and have had conversations in the off season. Uh, I was close to coming in last year, but uh, he had some trialists he was looking at and wanted me to wait longer than I wanted to. Um, <laughs> so it was kind of mutual. Yeah, we just had a conversation and he he lost guys in the areas that he thought I could help, so it just kind of fit uh, this season. So I, I can't help but ask, knowing that you know you were you were close to maybe signing 
last season, were you looking at the Hounds' progress last season and like cheering them on, or just hating them for like not signing <laughs> you when they did? And, and if, you know, we finished first and all that. Oh no, I was definitely cheering for you guys. Uh, I still had a lot of friends on the team and wanted to see you guys do well. So yeah, it was good. <laughs> Uh, so kind of switching a bit to, to some of your offseason, uh, well, according to the USL offseason uh, activities, uh, we know you're a defender, at least in the UN- USL, but in the major arena soccer league for the St. Louis Ambush, uh, you're listed as a forward. And not only are you are listed as a forward, but you score a ton of goals, like uh, at least like a goal a game from from what I see on the stats on online. Is that just the kind of nature of the indoor game, or or do you also is that part of your game? Do you do you really like to push forward and, and get involved in, in the attack? Uh, well, yeah. I mean, I kind of take pride in being a versatile player, which means you know being, uh, you know, do a job in front of goal in the penalty area. Um, I did play some a lot of midfield. You know, I'm a midfielder as well. Um, like a holding mid or used to play eight, you know, earlier in my career. Um, but yeah, indoor's fun. It's an opportunity for me to, you know, get in front of goal more. And, you know, probably my third year of my career, I transitioned to target forward from defender and indoor. So getting familiar with it and I enjoy it. Yeah. We know that, you know, Bob loves players that can play in multiple positions. Um, we've talked to him a number of times about it, and uh, and obviously you're one of those guys. Has he given you any sort of indication as to where he thinks you'll line up, you know, sort of on day one? Are you are you going to be on the D? Are you going to be sort of a holding mid, or is it still unclear at this point? Um, it's still kind of unclear, but I know he has guys um, that have done well for him last year. Uh, obviously, you guys know Canardo and uh, Robbie. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think it kind of will vary from game to game, uh, who's available, what formation we want to play, you know, how many games we have, you know, who needs rest, et cetera, you know. Um, I don't think there's anything that's going to be set in stone as far as my position. Um, <laughs> and I'm and I'm okay with that, you know. Um, it's fun. It's fun to play different positions. So. <laughs> yeah, if anything, Lily's known for a little bit more of a, you know, kind of, improv look as far as always keeping people expecting about where they're going to be or what to expect um so kind of going back to indoor i got a chance to actually watch the the last game you were at um before coming over and it's it's such a different type of feel watching indoor soccer and different pace like i don't know from a player's perspective what's the difference or like how's the transition from going from indoor to immediately going to outdoor um, you know, obviously the spacing is different. Um, for a player like me, you know, when I, majority of the time when I get the ball in the indoor, I'm facing my back to goal. Um, so, you know, it's just adjusting, you know, being familiar with the different options I have when I get the ball, et cetera. Uh, speed of play is a little different, uh, cause you always kind of have an option with the board in indoor. So, um, I guess you can slow it down and kind of dictate the tempo that way. Um, Yeah, I don't know. The fitness is a little different, obviously. Um, Yeah. (laughs) I mean, there's a lot of differences (laughs) in soccer at the end of the day, you know? Yeah. 
So going away yeah. from uh, soccer in general, just like as far as you as a person, what do you like to do outside of soccer? Do you have like any passions or hobbies that you, uh, you know, pursue outside? Um, I really enjoy watching basketball. It's probably my favorite sport. So I, wa- I watch a lot of basketball. Um, I tried to do like individual training. If I can't do like team, like coaching a team, which is tough a lot of times, like in season. Uh, so I enjoy doing that and you know some other stuff, reading, etc. So. <laughs> Notice that you tweeted out the the other day that uh, you had seen the Dark Knight like four times. I don't know if you know, but Pittsburgh actually they shot the the Dark Knight Rises here in Pittsburgh. Oh really? Yeah, That's yeah, awesome. a lot of the places you'll you'll recognize once you get uh, you know familiar with the city, it's it's a lot of the same landmarks. I I gotta oh, I gotta ask crazy. you, man. You you uh, you tweeted out I think that you saw the Dark Knight Rises four times in theaters. Out of all of, I'm assuming you've seen the other movies. What's your favorite in sort of the Nolan Batman trilogy <laughs> between Begins, you know, the Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises? Uh, I really like the Dark Knight. That's probably one of my favorite movies. Um, so I'd probably say The Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. <laughs> and it just, I mean, when it came out, there was a movie theater around the corner from my house. I was living in Chicago. I think it was 2012 around then. Uh, yeah, so I was living in Chicago, so I had a movie theater close. So that's why I saw it so many times. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> we like it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I wanted to ask you, this, this is something, you know, obviously we're not, professional players um but something that that it's always in the back of my mind you sort of coming into a new team or any player coming into a new team and obviously you know you're a veteran you're a leader you know you're a captain of of lily's team that won it all with the rhinos what's it like coming into a locker room that has other veteran leaders especially guys that you know like you mentioned already kenny or dos santos or things like that um, you know, is it typically the case where you come in and <clears throat> you, you immediately feel that draw to sort of lead or do you sort of like sit back and sort of see, feel out the room? How, how does that all work? Um, so I guess this situation's a little different because like you said, I kind of know the better leaders already. Um, but you know, I haven't played with them for a couple of years. So I think, um, you know, first you kind of want to earn their respects as a player, you know what I mean? Obviously, they know you're a veteran, etc. Um, but I think it takes a little time to earn, you know, their respects as a player and, you know, know, okay, you know, anytime we suit up, this guy's, you know, he's going to have my back and, you know, I know he's going to play hard, I know he's going to make good decisions, you know, I know he's going to play for the team. You know, I think that takes a little time and then, you know, once, you know, the team hits, you know, a couple of low points and you're, you know, you're there and you have positive energy and you're trying to help the team. You know, I think you kind of naturally earn that respect. You know, that just takes time. And I think you kind of want to let the other guys who have been leading kind of, um, kind of take the reins on that and you just kind of fill in where you think you can help. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, <laughs> it's an interesting dynamic. I think it's a good question, but, um, you know, it helps that I know the guys who are the leaders and, you know, I'm, I'm familiar with uh, Bob, you know, so I think it'll be a good fit. I think we have a good group, so I'm excited. Oh, for sure. Uh, would you would you say that you're sort of a vocal guy or are you more of a lead-by-example guy? <clears throat> uh, I think you need to be a little bit of both. You know, I think, 
there's a situation where you just kind of need to lead by example and do your job to, you know, to a respectable job consistently. And then I think there's times where the team needs, you know, a little vocal leadership. And, you know, I know Canardo's a little quiet, so I think, you know, that might be an area where I can help, you know, just being vocal and, you know, getting guys going that way sometimes. So we know you've only been in town for a few weeks, but um, as far as the maybe welcome from the other guys in the squad that you haven't previously known, uh, what's that welcome been like, and and what's the experience been like with all the with all the trialists around? Um, yeah, I mean, there's a really good vibe around the locker room. You know, training's been really focused and competitive, and you know, I think we've been progressing as a team. It's always kind of tricky with trialists. Um, here today, gone next week, you know, so, um, but I think the guys who are signed, you know, have had a good mentality of training and um, have been respectable towards each other, and, you know, there's good chemistry, I think, in the group, which is important, so. And just just kind of following up, you mentioned uh, maybe Kenny uh, as another leader. Um, have you already kind of chipped in? I mean, like, so, like, you know, Kevin Kerr left this offseason. He was kind of the established first captain, but... You know, Canardo had a, had a lot of uh, captaincy performances uh, last year where you kind of already chipping in saying like, hey, you better watch out. Like, I'm a captain. I'm a leader. I might <laughs> take the captaincy off you. Is that like a goal of yours? Oh, uh, no, not really. Um, you know, I think he's been all league the last three, maybe even four years, maybe even five years, actually. Um, <laughs> so I think that's kind of his... Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if, if Bob wants to do multiple captains, then you know that's a different conversation. But you know, but I can still lead and not necessarily have the armband, just help in different ways. So, uh, what are you most excited about? Uh, kind of going coming back to the USL and to the Riverhounds specifically. Um, you know, I think the league has grown so much since my first year 2014 so i'm excited uh to be a part of you know the league i think it's in a good place i think the level's good i think it's drawing really good crowds and stadiums are getting better and i'm excited to play in front of all the pittsburgh fans you know i think the fan base has grown the team has gotten better the past couple years um you know and every time i watch the crowd seems to be getting bigger so i think it's cool and it's a good organization to be a part of right now. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah. You mentioned a little bit earlier about um, <clears throat> how you like to do some one-on-one work. And, you know, we've heard from some of the former teams or, or at least the former areas that you've been in about how you've been really instrumental in helping some of uh, the youth players. And I think that um, I'm, I'm guessing, you know, you may have noticed, but the, the Hounds have a, a really big, youth academy and i think that's one of the things that probably a lot of people that are involved with that when they heard that you were coming they're like oh this could be great has there been any word as to whether or not you'll be able to um or you will be spending time with the academy or has that not been discussed at this point uh yeah i mean i haven't really discussed it yet um i know they want guys to coach within the academy if they are coaching um so that's something that i'll probably have a conversation with them with pretty soon but i mean yeah i mean that'd be cool i heard they have a really good uh youth system so we'll see if they have any uh, availability or whatever is it you know do you see coaching in your future is that something that you'd like to do once uh once you 
eventually hang up the boots, hopefully years and years from now? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it would, be, it would make sense to put all this experience to use uh, somehow and try to give back to the game. You know, it's given me a lot, so that's something that I would definitely be open to. I have my C license. I got that in the off season, so nice. It's a step in the right direction. Yeah. So, so kind of rounding off here, uh, the interview with maybe a two-parter question. Um, one, I have to ask. I mean, you mentioned already about. Uh, you know, the crowds in the USL getting a bit bigger and bigger. Um, I know that's one thing that we've talked a lot about in this on, on this podcast for this past year. Uh, the the attendance levels have, have really shot up in Pittsburgh, and especially towards the end of the season, um, the crowd was just huge, huge part of, of, of the kind of playoff push. And then, you know, the first round in the playoffs and the second round in the playoffs. Is that something as a player, as, as you're kind of watching, you know, from afar is is that something that's in your mind and you're conscious of that thinking of i get to play in front of these fans or is that kind of just kind of an afterthought at this point uh i think it's always more fun and you know the energy uh from the fans you know you can feed off that and i think as a professional it's nice to know that the community you know supports the team and um that people actually know like who you are you know what i mean i think that's always a good feeling and it's always a little extra inspiration you know what i mean so yeah i think players definitely look at that well and, and the kind of last question i have to follow up on that um i i, w- I always want to ask this to any player that we interview because i think you know we as fans our role in the game all we can do is really cheer and, and support uh our players on our team um and we like to think that that has an impact and a difference you know, and, and vice versa, we like to boo the other team and try to get in their heads and, and, and affect their game. As a player, does you know, can you hear those jeers? Let's say let's say <laughs> you, you weren't playing for us and we're and we're jeering at the other team. Does that get in your head? Like, I know so many players like, nah, I block it out. It's fine. But I guess, you know, sometimes we see I just yeah, I, I'm, I'm curious about how the crowd actually affects you as professional players, you know, playing your game. Yeah, I mean, they definitely can hear it. It's not like they block out all sound, you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean but some guys will say they don't hear it, you know. Oh, I'm so locked in, I can't hear it. But they definitely can hear it. And they'll probably, like, they're probably talking about it at halftime or after the game. And, and, you know, it might actually distract them temporarily, to be honest. So. Yeah. I mean, that's that's music to our ears. That's all we need. <laughs> we'll keep it going. <laughs> Well, Tony, we uh, we really appreciate you stopping by to chat with us. Um, we want to be respectful of your time. You know, we're we're really really looking forward to seeing you take the field in black and gold this season. Best of luck with the rest of the preseason, and uh, here's to a great run in 2020, man. Thanks for joining us. All right, yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you for having me, and we'll be seeing you guys around. Well, that was fun. Great talking that was to Tony. Fun. Yeah, it's always fun to talk to new players and sort of get their feel for you know what to. Uh, what to expect from them both, you know, personally, he seems like a really chill dude, um, you know, likes just sort of hanging out and doing his thing. And, you know, you, you talk to some guys and they can be pretty intense. Doesn't seem to be too intense. Just like goes out and gets the job done. So so, so now the question inevitably inevitably becomes, you know, if we had Tony on the squad, do we go deeper into the playoffs last season? Because we were close to signing him, apparently. Like that was, oh, man. Oh, that man. <laughs> 
I mean, like to have his leadership and his and his technical ability and his just yeah quality as a player, you know, that would have been really nice and useful last season. I, I at the same time, I'm not trying to undercut the squad last season. I mean, they finished first in the East and you know were a really good team. But yeah, the 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 idea of having Tony in the squad last year would have been would have been really nice. Well, that almost makes you wonder. Um, you know, I don't want to say anything you know bad about anybody, but if if it's the case where he was with St. Louis and he had a chance to come to Pittsburgh, did we wait too long? And that's why he ended up going down the USL League One to play with Chattanooga because like everybody else's roster was full and like we just couldn't get him in or what? Because that would be a bit kind of sad. Like it would have been great to have him with us and see what happens. But uh, yeah, I that want to play this game. It makes me sad. <laughs> <laughs> The important thing is he's here now, and it was great talking to him, um, and uh, and we're definitely excited to have him. So really good stuff. A huge thanks again to him for stopping by. Um, like I said, great conversation. Guys, um, we got two more games before our next show here. Um, as I mentioned earlier, we got, we're playing Loudon on Wednesday at Highmark Stadium at noon. So like if you're hoping to get to that game, then you know hopefully you took off on Wednesday to go see the game. Um, this is obviously our first game against a non-college team, so that'll be interesting. What are you hoping to see here? We talked a little bit about maybe what we would have wished to have seen up to this point, but you know we're going into the game Wednesday. Josh, what's one thing you're looking for? It could be lineup, it could be score, it could be whatever. What are you looking to see? I mean, originally when I first saw this preseason schedule, I thought this would be the point this game on would be where we had a more solid squad and we knew what we were kind of shaping up to be and we would be playing a lot more signed players and getting them time together. I don't think that's the case now, unfortunately. I feel like this game is going to be another game where we see some tinkering, we see a lot of trialists, we, we kind of like iron it out. I'm hoping that the next game is where we actually see a lot more of the solid, like, you know, this is people sign players and this is what our team's going to look like. Um, but I don't see it happening for Loudon. I feel like Loudon's uh, going to be another game where we kind of like are tinkering. So unfortunately more of the same. It's a bit of a shame because it feels like if, if <laughs> when you look at, look at the two teams we're playing, it seems like if we did well against Loudon, then we'd be like, okay, great. Like that's that could be a good barometer to try to gauge like where we are in relation to other USL teams. If we do good against Columbus, you're always going to have that thing in the back of your mind, like, well, Columbus could be playing a B team. Like, there's no real telling of like how good was the competition. So sure, we did well against Columbus, but how do you measure that? It feels like it's two different bars that we're going to be playing yeah. against here in the next two games, which makes it tricky to really get a read as a fan on on sort of how things are going. Kev, what are you looking for in these two games? I, just, I, I same thing as I mentioned before. I want to see a kind of established uh, starting eleven that I think we can get behind as a team that will feel we'll feel confident going in uh, and playing Louisville. Um, that I, that's the big thing, and and obviously most of that would prob most of that team would probably be populated by team uh, players who have, who are coming back um, from last season. So you know, Dos Santos, Forbes. Uh, Forrest, Ryan James, uh, you know, Robbie Mertz, Funky C.O. Velarde, you know, so Jordan Dover. Um, and uh, yeah, and obviously, yeah, yeah. So I just, I just want to see that. That's really, and, and as far as results or whatever, I'm, 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 I care less about. 
Yeah, I'm mean, circling back to what you said about, you know, the two games kind of being even as far as what to expect. Uh, the question I have, though, is is Columbus's B team on par with DC United's B team? Because that's what Loudon is. So honestly, that's I a good like point. Even if we play Columbus's B team, that's probably the same amount of competition we're going to see in the USL as far as the uh, two teams go. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. And we're going to play Columbus on Monday at 1 p.m. So that game will be over pretty much right before we start recording. Not that we record early in the afternoon, but with jobs and things like that, we won't have a ton of time to dig into what happened. So it'll be very interesting to see what happens. Um, You know, obviously, we look forward to sort of everybody's feedback and thoughts on sort of how the preseason is shaping up thus far, especially for these two games. I think Columbus was the one that when we saw it, we all went, ooh, Columbus. Um, And... Again, this is the last weekend where other teams are sort of getting ready to go, and then next weekend is when most of the USL starts playing. We'll still have one more week of preseason. So all eyes are going to be on all these teams and trying to gauge where they're at. Um, so it's it's this is it, man. We're like we're here. I, it, it feels like it's crept up on us. Like I just jotted down, like we should probably do like a season prediction show here at some point because we're going to run out of time. Um, but, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe next week we'll try to get everybody in here to do that. But uh, – yeah, this has been great. Um, speaking of great, Josh, Steel Army, AGM was this past Saturday. Sounds like it was a great time. Yeah, it was a blast. Uh, we had a great turnout. We, uh, Yeah, it's always fun. I, I, the AGM is always special because it's kind of like a time for everyone to kind of reconnect. And, and it's a big gap between the season. It doesn't feel like it sometimes, but, you know, it's a time to reconnect with everyone and see a bunch of new faces. We actually have a lot of new members this year, and it's it's shaping up to be a great year, so I'm excited. There was the big reveal that uh, Josh is the new El Presidente, so did you shake a lot of hands and kiss <laughs> a lot of babies while you were there? Uh, there was only one baby. It was Laura Ellen's baby, <laughs> and that baby is adorable, let me tell you. But, yeah, so, yeah, I'm the new president. That's cool. Uh, Maria has... Uh, rightfully decided hey i need some time off from the steel army craziness uh she's been president for i think five years now so yeah well deserved uh stepping away as far as getting some time to herself and kind of like relaxing but don't worry her jello shots and everything else from the tailgates are still going to be at every game so i'm excited awesome um we also got liz back on the mic and she got the immediate reactions after the agm from some of the steel army members that were there let's uh let's give it a listen is over we're watching soccer we're watching trains i apologize for any foul words that you hear i can't control these kids we're gonna see what they thought and what they think about the season here we go okay kaz we had an agm you're watching some soccer it is sunny it is delightful uh tell me everything i don't know what you, that, you gotta give me more of a parameter than that oh okay so what'd you learn at the agm that you're excited about um it's really excited about the committees um, it's really good. It's going to be great to have a uh, community outreach uh, or community service committee. Um, hopefully, the tailgate committee and the uh, game day committee can help, uh, you know, increase the atmosphere and get everyone more hyped up for the games. Uh, not that we need much more excitement. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's. You've watched uh, ten and a half minutes of this preseason game. What do you think? Uh, look a little rusty, but you know, uh, it seems like we're. In preseason form, that's about the best I can say for it. Yeah, okay, that's fine. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. Guys, I got a deep sigh from Don. I'm not real pleased with him right now. He's on my list. It is not the good list. It's the naughty list for sure. Um, 
Sean, you're on the board. How cool is that? I am extremely excited. Uh, yeah, I <laughs> I don't know. Awards uh, are hard to come by right now. Um, but yeah, I'm just really excited. Uh, I'm excited to be here today. It's a beautiful day. Uh, I just really want to, you know, get everything going. Uh, it's been a long winter. Um, just really, really excited for everything. So you've watched uh, just the very beginnings of the first half. What do you what do you think the Hounds should work on after this game? What do they need help with? Um, that's a good question. Um, so um, I, I don't know. I think I think depth right now. Um, just and also just getting that final like roster, um, trying to figure out who where everyone's going to play, uh, getting that team chemistry kind of thing. Um, I know there isn't a whole lot of games left, but I think just starting to get that chemistry in your first team together. Yeah, I think we need some more um, signing announcements. So get on that, Hounds. Sign some people. Thanks. Thanks. All right, I've harangued David. Um, we're going to talk about things. So you were there for the whole AGM. What are you most excited for that the SEAL Army is doing next year? Uh, I like seeing the positive balance sheet. That's always nice. It's just, you know, from I think this is my fifth or sixth year, just how it grows uh, and just making inroads into the community, making inroads into, you know, how we approach growing the Steel Army and, you know, growing soccer within Pittsburgh, especially with the team. It seems to be more uh, solidified. Yeah, we are We definitely trying to get more involved with the team, more involved with our community. Um, we know how important local soccer is everywhere, like across the board. So I like seeing all of those changes. Um, what do you think about the play on the field so far today? Are you happy? Are you sad? Are you amb ambivalent because you're not a coach? <laughs> uh, I, I like hearing Bob yell. Mm, it's a, a good. It's a good sign of spring. He should do ringtones for people. <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> but uh, it's tough to tell. There's so many trialists out there. Uh, it seems like they're pressing well. Uh, they're keeping Akron on their heels. Uh, which, you know, you want to see. Uh, it looks like the, the fitness is okay. Uh, first touch is a little raw, but that's to be expected with trialists. You yeah, know. I think all of that's fair. I think so far I've seen us more on our side of the field. As I say, they go to their side of the field. But, you know, what? that's fine. Um, thanks for being on the show. Thank you. All right, Yost, you're going to close out the show. What did you think about the AGM this year? Excellent. Fantastic attendance. We're going to be taking a bus to Loudoun so we could be the only people at a game at Loudoun. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's been a, a been a good uh, hour, hour and a half we've been here, and everyone's pumped to get the season started. Th there's one problem with this afternoon. And that would be? You're not outside watching the Hounds. Go get outside. I'm trying to buy merch. Oh. I go outside. Okay. Be there All in right. Seconds. All right, guys, um, I think that's enough from this. You should um, be a Steel Army member, and you should show up to the AGM next year. And until next year, show up at every tailgate and come find me. All right, bye. So, Josh, one of the things that she mentioned in there was this concept of committees. Explain to us a little bit how are committees going to work here with the, with the Steel Army. Yeah, so something that we kind of realized, especially – so we talked about committees uh, as far as the board goes. We were kind of coming up with the idea last season – and this season, we really decided this is the time to go with it. We had over seven. We had seven people 
apply for the board uh, this year to run for the board. And we only had two open positions. So there's definitely a need for more responsibilities out there for members who want to be more engaged with the steel army, do more stuff, uh, become, you know, just more involved. So we were trying to figure out how to do that without just growing the board. And we came up with the committees and there's going to be four committees. Um, three of them are kind of straightforward. They're the, you know, TFO committee. So you, you make the giant, TFOs that we do, uh, the game day committee, which is all about like setting up the flags and the smoke and uh, the banners that we have inside the game before the game starts. Uh, and then there's the tailgate committee, which is obviously tailgate. Uh, it's going to be like games, selling merch and uh, food and all that kind of stuff, kind of getting all that figured out. But then we have a fourth committee that I'm really excited about, which is our community outreach slash charity committee. And that's going to be ways that we can make a difference in Pittsburgh. And so that was probably, I think I had at least seven people come up to me after the meeting, like, hey, how do I get involved with this committee? So the idea that we could actually do something positive in the city is awesome. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, that's that's amazing. Um, that's awesome. I'm really excited about that as well. That's that's really, really cool stuff. Um, yeah, it's great. I, I Again, I... I lament missing it once again this year. I've spent all day <laughs> at a scouting event at a Klondike Derby where I got sunburnt and froze at the same time, which feels like it shouldn't be possible. <laughs> but uh, 11 hours later, there we were. Um, but yeah, I'm glad it all went off well. Um, yeah, I, I you know can't wait to get the season started here. I guess, guys, we talked about a lot of things in this one. Anything else that we missed before... Uh, we head towards next week. Holy crap! The season's almost uh, beginning. Uh, I'm I'm scared. I'm, it's it's coming up <laughs> super fast, guys. It's it's just happening. Wow. Yeah, I feel like every off season we're like, ah, we got we got plenty of time, and we yeah. always talk about like, oh, we don't take off any shows, and we maybe took off like two weeks at the end of the year, and it still doesn't feel like, you know, any time has passed. It feels like we're just right back into it, which is <laughs> both great and like you said, kind of terrifying. So. Yeah. Well, I guess, guys, a huge thanks, obviously, to Tony Walls for joining us. Like we said, great talking to him. Um, we love talking to all the players and all of that. Um, there is going to be something going on that uh, if you're a Patreon follower, we got a little surprise for you. So if you're not, head over to Patreon, become a subscriber. Uh, you can get there by going to our website, mongols.com. Click on support the show uh, for even the $1 a month tier. Uh, you'll get access to this surprise that I'm going to share with everybody on that after show that happens immediately after this one. So anyway, thanks to Tony. And obviously thanks to our sponsor, Roughneck Scarves, official scarf supplier to USL, MLS, and US soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. Tired of the same old uniforms and cookie cutter templates from Nike and Adidas? Looking for a unique, completely custom kit for your youth club, Sunday league squad, adult, or even pro team? Icarus FC can help you create the kit of your dreams at an affordable price. Let them help you design your new custom kit today at IcarusFC.com. Looking for more great USL news? Head over to the new BGN.FM. We've got all sorts of great articles out there. The teams are now getting involved and like sharing stuff and like quoting things that people are saying from BGN. So it's really starting to explode. It's totally awesome. Go check it out. Read some of the articles, even stuff that's not about the hounds. There's just some really interesting pieces about players that you otherwise may have no idea about, but like some of the stuff they've gone through in life and things like that, our writers are killing it over there. So go check that out. Otherwise, Thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you very, very soon. Cheers. Later.